What is good, Divine Pill family? Listen, I've been dropping the podcast back to back. I'm going to admit I'm a little bit, I I probably am not going to be as sharp as I want to be, but I have to get this message out because I feel like this is going to be a game changer. Um, You can see by the title there, um, white first, ladies first, pretty privilege, and why I'm going to take it every time. For those of you who have been with me on this journey and listening to the succession of podcasts, um, the last podcast before this one, I did a recruit or a call, you know, and so that means you're here, you're checking in for duty, (laughs) reporting for duty. Um, I've been playing with literally the past five or six days with the idea of what is chess and what is the role of the black queen on the board, on the chessboard. And we've heard it said before that um, life is a game and, and in many ways it's like chess. So I'm fairly new to it. Um, and But one of the things that um, I look forward to is playing the Tennyson Gambit. It's the first um, technique that I I learned because I was just really intrigued with, you know, the Black Queen. So I, I Googled it and that was the first play that came up. And um, as I watched them do it, I, I put the description, the link in the description for that episode for that episode and it was four minutes and 33 seconds and when i tell you my jaw dropped um because what they do that play is strategically um capturing the queen in just a few moves the black queen and um you start to understand the dynamics right so here's part of the dynamics white plays first Okay, in the game of chess, white plays first. And so um, blacks play second. But part of what made my jaw drop is I realized the reason that they can capture the black queen so easily is because it is a known fact that blacks do not protect their queens. It's, it's a easy, it's a soft target, right? It's just literally like boom, 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 and she's out, game over. But we see that same dynamic happening in the Black community at the time that I'm recording this in 2022. And it made me think about what happened with, um, and I did a podcast on it with Simone Sanders, where, excuse me, we have her as a parallel We've been been doing this through history, and I I um juxtapose how how you know she symbolizes the black queen that has been captured, and we're still making the same plays because um there was one pro black YouTuber that I used to listen to, and I remember just being in the in the in the boot camp there and right alongside with everybody else, all the soldiers suited and booted to go to war understanding the the assignment understanding the game and an example was made of one of the recruits who reported for duty she was asking the questions and she's our soft target she's our weakest link the black woman but the thing is i've seen this play before i've seen how they treat other black women it's one of those things where in the village and the men are poking us and telling us everything we're doing wrong and i'm at a point where i feel like 
let the men figure it out. Let them go mastermind among themselves and go to war against the other village and do it because I don't have what it takes. I really am in some ways the weakest link. And I think that can trigger some people, but that's what brings me to the next point, which is like, you know, I really look forward to playing this game of chess. Um, I don't think any of the chess people are going to, you know, really listen to this, but this is how I plan to play it, right? In the scheme of playing the game, but also in life. The thing with, with chess is the ladies go first, right? And so I'm going to always take advantage of pretty privilege, the privilege that comes with, you know, with the door opening and being the girl and being asked, what do you want? Trust and believe every chess game that I'm going to go to, if I get the chance, I'm always going to play white. The statistics are there. And I just love how much of a nerd I am about this already, just being so fresh to it. But the stats, the odds are in your favor when you go first. Um, It's like anywhere between 50 to 55% odds in your favor that you're going to win. Are there going to be people who are strategic and play, can play with the Blacks? Yes, and that's fine. But I think for my Divine Feminines, if, if you know, in my last podcast, I talked about, you know, burning the cape burning the boots and picking up the crown and it has to do with masterminding and intellect and you're going to see that throughout the rest of the podcast as I try to remember everything that came to my mind as I was going for my walk this morning but I think that with the divine feminine journey some of us feel guilty right and but it comes I think with the with the black community and that experience we've been guilted into having to to um go out there and to advocate and to fight and to be the Harriet Tubman. And I talked about it in the last podcast, my, my sentiments with what they did with her when, you know, it was black men that came up and said they didn't want her on the, on the um, $20 bill because it should have been a black man, but it was the dragging of her name in the process and the vitriol with it, that it just started for me to understand, okay, um, let me, let me, let me get back onto my square, right? Let's talk about the squares a little bit. Um, and I have a feeling this is not going to be the first message because I, it's a lot to unpack. Let me get on my square. Let me remember who I am. I am the black queen and there's squares. And the thing about the squares, um, right now there's a, we're in that space as we're going into Age of Aquarius as a portal coming up. And you may notice with the um, with the Venus retrograde and a little bit of Mercury retrograde, we're going to be in this energy until March of 2022. So if you kind of feel yourself being pulled in different directions, you're being called to make you know, black and white decisions on where you stand. Are you going to go on the shadow side or on the light side? Um, but... Um, when you look at uh, the squares, there has to, for this game to be successful, there has to be contrast. The king has to be on his square and the queen has to be on her square. There is no gray area. And I think that even when I started this this journey, you know, and started to document my process as a divine feminine, I was leading us to be more androgynous, right? I was saying, meet in the middle, take on more of the masculine traits, and men need to take on more of the feminine traits. But then what ends up happening is you have men, 
you know, who want you to put on your boots and are going to poke you with sticks and tell you that you need to go out there and fight alongside with them. And that's how you get these androgynous gray areas where really at the end of the day, the man is supposed to protect and to provide. They're supposed to go out. They're supposed to go to battle. And the women are supposed to take care of the home front, right? And and they don't understand that if you lose the queen, you lose the whole game. Right. Um, so, yeah, so that was the black and white part of it. Like, understand that I think for this game, for us to be successful, we have to play the, the, the contrast. It's funny because a couple of podcasts back, like maybe about 12 of them back, it, I started to get the realization. I was like, wait a minute, maybe this is why we have so much chaos. There's too much gray areas. We need to stand in our square, and the square is the black um, black queen. Okay, so let's get a little bit into, uh, and so uh, I was talking a little bit earlier about some of you might struggle with the idea of going first, and some of you who are into strategy, you might say, well, I don't want to be the weakest link. Use it to your advantage. Use the fact that they're going to ask you to go first to play the best hand. I can tell you every time I'm going to play chess from here going on out, I look forward to getting a board of my own and starting to play people. If you're going to ask me what I'm going to play, I'm going to play white all the time. First, all the time. I'm going to use my pretty advantage to say ladies first. And some of us, I think with Divine Feminine, we're going to be a little triggered, you know, and feel like we have to put on the boots and we have to be strong and we have to put, you know, all of the struggle into into showing up in the same way that the men do. You're not a man, so just use it to your advantage, right? They have the privileges too. It's a man's world. It really is. It's a man's world. It's just better with women in it. So, it's just like, I want to encourage you to come more to the feminine side, to the white side, to the less gray area side, play your card as, you know, play your pretty privileged card. Okay. Um, so one of the things I was like, okay, I'm thinking, how am I going to play it? I think that my, my plays are going to be the Tennyson Gambit. Um, and you're probably asking, well, why would I use a Tennyson Gambit as the white player um, to capture the Black Queen? I don't know. It could be an ego thing, right? But I, I started to look at the psychology behind it. Because one of the things, when I uh, there's this young woman that I'm following on YouTube. Um, I don't remember her name. But she plays chess. And I absolutely love how she presents. She so shows up hair down, lipstick, dress, totally feminine. Um, and I notice she plays black and white. Listen, I know I'm go- there's going to be times I'm going to have to play black, but I'm going to tell you why I wouldn't even choose the black. I would choose green. I was watching her play, you know, she'll play like hustlers and um, chess. I think she calls them like chess hustlers. Um in uh, on her youtube channel but i noticed with one one of the black guys i haven't had a chance to watch a lot of them but one guy i'm gonna tell you a guy why would why were his nails longer than mine you know i like my natural nails but i go back and forth between the acrylics 
I was legit grossed out. I had to stop the video. But in one of the videos, his thumbnail, his thumbnails and his nails were so long. I was so grossed out. But anyways, so but I noticed that with the black men, um, it was I I didn't realize until I closed my eyes and I was reimagining the scenario that my subconscious picked it up and I realized that he was playing with green chess pieces. So you have ivory and black, um, you know, black and white, and then you have um, some people like to use green. But this is so funny to me because it's one of those things when you look at the pathology of some black men, they don't want to identify as black, right? And I want to say if I were to play him, I would go exactly for his queen because his mentality is not going to be to protect the queen, whether it's black or green. You see what I'm saying? But you're asking, why would I capture the queen, the black queen? I'm playing to win. I'm going to use pretty privilege. I'm going to go into the pathology that blacks, for most part, do not protect their queen, right? I'm going to have to take an inventory who the other player is, too. I kind of, I I like to psychoanalyze people, so I would take that into consideration, right? But odds are, if you're playing black, you're not going to protect your queen. I'm going to study the strategy a little bit more. The next thing is... I remember a while back, I did a podcast where I was talking about, um, I was listening to um, Reverend Ike, and he does a lot of, um, they have a lot of his sound bites. His family still has his his, um, his content up, but he talks a lot about manifestation and money and wealth and prosperity mindset. I absolutely love his content. He has an amazing sense of humor. He has an awesome way of looking at things, right? Um, and so with, uh, where is that going with it? Um, Pastor Ike, which, by the way, we're going to talk a little bit about religion and the white man's religion. I kind of lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, Pastor Ike, Reverend Ike, Reverend Ike, his whole thing is money. And he says, you know what? I abandoned the whole black movement thing in the sense that he's like, I came to understand that green money is green and white people see green they could try to discriminate for the most part and there's nuances to it right but if you're showing up with the money and you have economic power and the um one of my favorite authors is dr claude anderson right he talks about powernomics but it has to do with you got to get your wealth up you got to get your economics up and we're going to be talking about that for queen for my black queens We have to get our money up, we have to get our wealth up, and we have to get our intellect up. That's going to be two of my big hitters, right? Talking a little bit about the bishop, um, the bishop, uh, one of the, 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 so I, I distinctly remember the two videos I've watched for chess. The first one was one minute and 33 seconds where it talked about the role of the queen. And it talked about how the queen is able to move any and everywhere on the board. And she also partners with and works with the bishop and the rook. I, I haven't been able to explore what the rook means, but the bishop kind of symbolizes the church or school of thought or universal laws. And one of the things in tennis and gambit, if it's not the first piece that goes out, it's the second piece. And I talked about how, you know, part of capturing the the black queen is a lot of us black women, um, 
we give up our votes, right? We we are still into the white man's Christianity. And even some of the black men's Christianity is is bull crap. Like it's about dominating the the yeah, let me just but some yeah, it's basically has to do with religion, which religion is a man-made construct. I'm a huge proponent of spirituality. Spirituality is higher law, but the white man's bishop is used to capture the black queen it's one it's one, if if it's not the first player it's the second it's the second piece um and so it's it's part of capturing the black queen hear me now this is for women that um that they've been there's articles that are coming out that a lot of black women are leaving the church right the white man's religion and they're going into spirituality so this message is perfect for you right um and so with that now we're we're you know they have our black votes they have our black capital there's a saying one of my favorites from pinky in the brain is when brain goes he who rules the um the capital rules the world or he who owns the most capital rules the world right and so it's this idea that we're going after the white man's principles and their laws and their codes and their ways of doing things that we get captured and we become part of their you know their field and so when we talk about the green chess player you know and and reverend ike saying you get to that point where you start to understand that it you can acquire so much money that they don't even see you as a black person anymore truth trigger it is what it is Truth trigger, it is what it is. One of my favorite shows to watch is Billions. Billions. And on that, um, in that show, you see this guy making a bunch of power strategic moves. He has the intellect. He has the strategy. But what's important, he also has the economic um, wealth, the economic sword to do it, to dominate. And one of the things with the Black community is we just haven't gotten to the point where we understand the power of money, right? So you better believe that if I'm telling you I'm going to take advantage of playing as a white first and take advantage of being a lady first and taking advantage of pretty first, you better believe that if I have to play, um, I'm going to capture the black queen, right? And that's more of an ego thing. Like for me, I'm going to just start to document, like, every time I capture the Black Queen, like, I want her in my camp. I want her in my protection, right? And, but if I were to be, you know, like, let's just say I'm playing against someone and they want to be rude, or let's just say I'm playing another girl, right? Uh, right? But let's just say I'm playing someone else and um, I end up having to play Black, I would have my own chess set and it would be green but a little bit of it has to do with psychology too right because again psychologically i think subconsciously we all know blacks don't protect green but i'm coming at you now with my economics i'm coming at you now with my intellect i'm coming with you at you now with strategy masterminding right and it will probably help my psychology too but i will go for the white queen trust and believe i'm gonna capture the white queen oh baby right so i'm gonna have to figure that out i think there's another one called indian something but yeah if i have to play i'm gonna play you know green and so it made me think it's one of those things where we talk a lot about you know white first um so does that mean green is second 
and then you explore your next option. Like just stuff to think about is truth triggers, right? The game of chess, game of life, right? But found it fascinating that it was the black guy that I was the first guy I saw. I can still close my eyes and see the picture because I'm a little bit visual, but I'll always remember it as I'm, as I'm recording this, I want to remember the first one I saw was um, that one minute and 33 second video where he was talking about the role of the queen and she partners with the bishop and the rook the bishop and the rook play the position of the protector both of those will protect her as she moves across the board and we've been talking about sense of community so look for those people to play on your chessboard but one of the things i talked about the white man's religion and his indoctrination and his bishop his white um his white bishop and how the black woman is captured, the black queen is captured because of the white, the play that the white bishop makes. But here we are, you know, with our bishop, when we start to understand and partner in our community and collaborate with our black bishop and our black rook, now that to me signifies black women exiting the white man's religion and going into spirituality right? And we are going to move in our codes. We have our codes and our ways of doing things and our modus operandi and our way of, of, of just, we have Black women, I think we have a way of doing our, our own things in our community. And the more that we can embrace that and we can partner with that, that's where our protection lies, Right. And again, I am not too familiar with the Rook, um, but I'm going to have to find out more, a little bit more about the Rook. Um, let me see if there's anything else I want to say here. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I, I got so I think I'm going to go ahead and sign off here and just say, you know, don't feel bad, especially for my divine feminines to feel bad to play the pretty privilege. Um just kind of closing out the message from last podcast where I talk about burning the cape, burning the boots and putting on the the crown. What is that going to mean for us? Right. I talked a little bit about it. If you want to still make a difference in your community, ah, the pawns. I wanted to talk about the pawns. This is how I would play my tennis and gambit. So I've talked about how I would play my queen. I would play my green chess players the economics the intellect the mastermind for us to play on the on the to prevent ourselves from being captured and or to, to capture the other queen right but all and how to to use our universal laws our codes our spirituality it calls for us to be intellectual it calls for us to mastermind right because the queen the the, the game of chess is about masterminding we're not going to be muscles and bronze out there. We're not going to be boots on the ground. We're going to be strategizing, you know, how to make power moves in the world. One of the things that I, I look forward to doing on the board is I started to understand, too, the power of the pawn. The pawn, if I understand correctly, is one of the I think you have eight of them and they're like the lowest, they're like the peons, but they're the way I'm going to play it is they're on my board. So the quickest I can promote them into higher positions, that's how we win. And I have this imagery, like one of the things that fascinate me as I've been watching this young lady play is 
how many pieces are on the board. And part of my ego is I want to have not just win, but I want to have as many black pieces or players on the board as possible. I have this imagery of the black queen, like y'all, you, you know, I'm growing my hair out. Um, and so I want you to imagine her with like long curly hair. That's like right now it's about, it's like right around my shoulders, um, armpit, but like a huge, like huge, long curly hair, right? Um, with the crown on. And I want you to imagine her like sexy because I like sexy, right? But um but confident and with her arms crossed and kind of look at them like, yeah, we beat you. Like, you know, when you have um, a face-off or a dance-off and we're talking about all the, you know, me having the most players on my board and just like that look. And then behind me, just a tall, strapping, handsome, you know, emperor type of a, of a, of a player. Because we've, we've been playing a little bit with, if you've been following my last, I said there was four podcasts that you needed to listen to in succession for you to understand what I'm saying in this specific podcast. But the idea that, yes, there's going to be a, a masculine, you know, the king on my board. And, but I want to have as many promoted pawns as possible right? And that's where your key lies in in economics. And that's how you play the game of chess. And so for us women, that means that we're hiring each other, we're continuing to get educated, we're continuing to foster the intellect to mastermind, we're going in all areas, right? In medicine, in entrepreneurship, in, in law, in business, in finances, we're masterminding all of it. And I'm going to try to get, you know, anytime I do these plays, I'm going to try to promote as many pawns as I can. And, but with that, when, when I promote them to uh, strength, we can fight more and more of us can stay on the board. And that's one of the things that I think we're missing. I think, unfortunately, in the black community, we're not even promoting our pawn daughters and sons and cousins and nieces and nephews. We're, we're keeping them as pawns. We're very selfish. There's no sense of community. It's every player for themselves, right? And so then that's how you, your queen gets captured, right? And and sometimes the psychology that the queen is not even protected. And then that's how you end up losing the game. You already have everything stacked against you, but we don't understand the economics and the power, the power of promoting the pawn within our own community to keep more people on the board, Right? We haven't understood what it means to to um, circulate the wealth within ourselves, to promote each other. Some of the, the meanest, nastiest, but then again, you know, I've gotten it from both sides. I think like same thing, Malcolm X said, black women is the most unprotected. I've gotten smoke from white people, from white male bosses, white female bosses, some, some, and that's why, I, you know, I wanted to predicate it and say, I've gotten smoke from the white community, you know, but, and, 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 but at the same time, some of the meanest, nastiest things I have gone through was from other black people, just nasty for no reason, right? And, um, but let's not continue to, to do that um, ripple effect, right? Everything I do, I want to put my people on. I want to promote as many pawns in my community. 
I want to have as many players on my on my board as possible. So I look forward to joining ranks with the people who are chess players. I look forward to playing Tennyson. I look forward to always saying I'm going to pull my pretty privilege card and I'm going to use the Tennyson. I'm going to capture the, the black queen from the other team. I'm going to go for the white queen for the, from the other team. If I have to, I'm going to play my queen, green card and then I'll play black. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I ran out of space a little bit more, but that's kind of like the analogies that I'm going to be playing with moving forward. Um, I am a baby oracle in training. I'm learning to look at the world um, differently. We are going through a reset. And so that means that the old way of doing things are changing. And I want to be able to intuitively be able to do that. But again, I want to close out. What is it going to mean, my Divine Feminine, for you to join me in picking up your crown? I intentionally used the word pick up because I think some of us forgot that we had a crown. I want you to remember that you need to put the crown on your head and keep your chin up and don't ever let the crown slip. And for you to get the crown means that you're going to have to mastermind. We're going to have to work on our intellect. We're going to have to work on our strategies. That's where we're going to win. Okay? So this is your baby oracle in training until the next podcast. Peace.